You're listening to PDX Pop Now Radio here on Portland Radio Project. My name is Brian Nern, and tonight I'm going to be joined by Caitlin Convery and her co-producer, Tim Karplus. And before we jump into the interview, let's take a listen to Caitlin's song, American Dream.
Alrighty. You're listening to PDX Pop Now Radio here on Portland Radio Project. And I am in the studio here with Caitlin Convery and Tim Karplus. That was, I guess, a remix, right? Remixed Did you record any of that? It was remixed and remastered. Okay. So, but that song was actually originally released a couple years ago, and it was included on volume 18 of the PDX Pop Now compilation. So, very cool. Yeah. And uh, we got it remixed by Brandon Eggleston and mastered in Seattle by Rachel Fields, and she did an incredible job. It's just so much. It's so sparkly. and Cool. Yeah, so I'm glad you could hear it. So um, you have a brand new album coming out this Friday. Woohoo! Yeah, and it's called Miles Awake. Yep. Tell us, it's quite a departure from the previous album that you did a few years ago. What made you, I guess, undergo, make you want to do a different kind of album? Yeah, this different sound. So the first album, Unarmed, was recorded in South Africa. That was when I lived in Cape Town, South okay. Africa. Um, at the time, that was 2014, 2015, I'd been writing those songs. Uh, the folk, folk was all the rage. It was like Mumford and Sons all over the radio and all that <laughs> stuff. So you couldn't really get away from it. It's what, it's what people down there wanted to hear. And it was what I was writing because I was around so much of it. So. Sure. Um, but in my heart and soul, being from Portland and Northwestern, experience living here my whole mm-hmm. life you know 94 7 was what i grew up listening to and uh, alternative rock was definitely more uh more of what i've heard and so like you know sure. m- musicians usually make based on the inputs what they've heard so this this feels more like me and the more most authentic version of the music i could make very uh, cool yeah so you meet tim yes and do you guys co-write no. You just write, yeah, and then he helps <laughs> create. <laughs> yeah, we met. You came to check us out, um, a show at, what was that, a lip, where, what, that brewery? It's that brewery on the south end of Mississippi. Yeah. Where, what, I don't remember the name of it. Eclipse or something? Shoot. Anyway, there's okay. a brewery there. It was a yeah. great time. And he came and sat right in front, and I noticed, oh, gosh, he's listening to every freaking song, like, really <laughs> intently. And yeah, from there, I mean, I think you joined the band soon after playing on a few I was playing bass, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I played bass for a few shows. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is is the story. I mean, and Caitlin was like, you know, I got this garage. I kind of want to turn into a recording space, and I want to start recording my songs there. And she had a, a song that we actually tried to produce in her garage before we were like, let's you know, let's get some real studio drums and let's stuff. Revisit let's revisit this in, in a new a way. more professional setting. Yeah. yeah, that was goddamn disaster, actually, that we started on. And then we just enjoyed working together so much. It was just um, seamless. I don't know. It felt like I'd met a brother or something. In fact, one of our friends, Vonnie Kyle, she's a musician. I just went and played a show with her up at Trout Lake. We went on a little trip together. And she was like, haven't you and Tim known each other like your whole lives? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, just last few years. So I don't know. I think our backgrounds are somewhat similar, and we some of the music that we've loved our whole lives is similar. We just really um, – and, and Tim is this incredible reference um, catalog in his brain of every kind of song you can imagine. Cool. So when it came to me saying, okay, we got to do this. I'm ready to do this. I want to do this right. He was like, how do you want it to sound? You tell me. And – we would just listen to songs that I loved and say, I want to sound like that. And we're going to do it at this tempo. And um, he was just incredible at, you know, I felt pretty um, 
disempowered in studio settings in the past. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of kind of macho energy in studios. And so to work with him where the entire time, I, you know, I come up with some melody line and say, that's got to be in it. I want the piano to do that. And he's like, great. I love it. Let's do it. Um, and then how about, how about if we add this? You know, like it was just a seamless, it's just like friends making music. And it's, it really came together. Cool. In a beautiful way. Very cool. Yeah, a little bit more about that kind of sound evolution. Um, so that first song we worked on in the garage was an early version of Goddamn Disaster that we, again, reworked later. But that version was like still a little bit folky. Uh -huh. And we actually fin we kind of we went through the whole process. We recorded all the instruments. We arranged it and mixed it. And then Caitlin was like, it's not right. It's not right. We need to. <laughs> and so it was kind of like. I you think were not happy either. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was kind of going through the recording of that song and being kind of was what made her realize that like, oh, I need to be more intentional about going in a more rock direction because this folky thing is like not, it's not where I want to be anymore, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that process was what pushed us into being like, let's let's rock out a little more. Did yeah. you find yourself like as you're trying to go in this more like rock direction, did you like subconsciously kind of start to fall back into your folky ways when you're doing it and then you'd have to snap out of it. No, don't do that. We're going rock. I, I don't think that happened again, really, other than that. Okay. I mean, I think my my voice is can lend itself to more of that smooth. Um, there's a jazziness about it that people have said in the past. I don't know mm -hmm. about that. I wouldn't say I'm... A, a rock singer so mm -hmm. there there were elements of that that we were trying to get more grit out of my voice but no that we we knew what we were set out to do we were very very clear that's it made it and we had constraint that's what made it i, I mean it was not an easy process <laughs> to make this record of course Every, right. we were very invested and uh just precise and very perfectionist about every single part of it but um no i don't remember what i was just saying <laughs> that's cool <laughs> But yeah, no, trying to get some more grit out of my voice. No, but we, every single song, we, we did have constraint. I kept saying, I want this to sound like five people on stage. I do not want this to sound like a computer has made okay. this music. I want to be able to recreate this. Sure. That, that was our main constraint for the entire record was five to six people on stage. We don't want to over add, because nowadays you can just add as many layers sure. as you want. Yeah. Um, I wanted to keep it sounding like a band. So Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Speaking of bands, you will be playing with your full band. Yes. Uh, this Friday at Alberta Abbey. Yes. Which is June second, and you will be with. You'll have Babers and the Colin Trio opening for you. Yeah, great night. We've got a video as well that I've, we've been working on with Adam Sweeney. It's going to be projected over us. This beautiful footage we've taken of the city and the coast, and okay, all timed up to. The it's a cool venue. It is, so, yeah, it is. Yeah, that sounds good in there. So yeah. that'll be very cool. All right, why don't we play Goddamn Disaster since we've talked about it a little bit? Do you want to know a tidbit? Sure, about yeah. It? It's, it's about generational trauma and um, the parts of ourself that become ugly because of those things that happen right. in our family units and... Um, Overcoming that. A lot of my music is about overcoming adversity and um, just mental health type of things. And you wouldn't know it necessarily when you're listening to the music, but when you really dig into the lyrics, that's what a lot of it's about. So, yeah, it's called Goddamn Disaster. All right, let's check it out. From the upcoming album Miles Awake, 
This is Goddamn Disaster. Fade, fade, fade away. 
right. That is Caitlin Convery with Goddamn Disaster. And Caitlin is in the studio with us, along with her co-producer, Tim. And what a cool song. It sounded great. Thank you. Yeah, that was Annie Lennox was our reference for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, Sweet Dreams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So you made this album at least partially with... Uh, a grant that you got from Music Portland. So it's a Echo Fund grant. Yeah. What can you tell us about that grant and how you... Yeah, I applied. Someone sent me the link. Right. said, make sure you apply to this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it, I was lucky enough to be awarded. Um, I think it was, yeah, enough to to pay for the mixing and mastering of the album. So, and I was... That's awesome. We were right at that point. Um I was working in real estate to be able to pay for this album. I was really trying to make it the most professional product it could be. But sure. I was um, having to you know work, make some money, <laughs> pour it in. And that's why the project took so long. So to get that email that you have been awarded this grant and you can just go pay these professionals to do the job that you need done instead of having to go work and scurry and get it together was a huge relief. I mean, I cried. <laughs> Yeah. It just felt so validating to get some help. Is the Echo Fund generally for to help bands pay for recording? Yeah, they'll. Oh, I mean, I I think they might have different application rules each okay. time. I'm not quite sure um, what they've got going on right now. But at that moment, it was you had to complete a project between a certain time frame, um, and you just described it in detail, which I did, and. Um, yeah, it was nice. that was a good day. <laughs> uh, and then you said you had Brandon Eggleston, yeah, um, mix the end, uh, the album. Yeah, and that was that really added a lot to what we had recorded. That was someone Tim knew of. Yeah, I play in a, a couple other bands around town. One of them is called The Weather Machine, and we made a record um, a few years ago. And Brandon was the one who mixed that also. Okay, and so I, I. Uh, I actually played Caitlin some of that material from that record, and she was like, who mixed this? And I was like, oh, it's just this guy who lives in Vancouver. And she was like, oh, my gosh. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool when someone else mixes the record and it's not someone in the band because then you get, like, an additional kind of overview of, you know, this is what I'm thinking, like, I'm hearing this or that. and makes a huge difference, know, yeah. Yeah. Outside perspective on what. We knew what we'd put down was beautiful, but right. we could get obsessive about every little thing because sure. we were so close to it. So to have someone further away from it, yeah, you're right. totally right. That makes a big difference. Well, yeah, because sometimes you have someone in the band mix the record and you're all over like, you listen to it. And you're like, mm, did the bass player mix this album for you? Because uh-huh. I'm like, yes, he did. And he's like, ah, oh, I can tell the bass is like way exactly. up in the mix. So Or I'm no, too involved in the mix and I'm like, voice louder, voice louder. <laughs> Um, we've been there done that and then uh, you said Rachel Fields uh, mastered yeah uh, what a delightful person I have got to say if any musician is listening to this right now Rachel Fields up at resonant mastering in Seattle like wow what a difference Tim what that was the most impressive master you'd ever listened to Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had gotten the mixes to a point where we were like, wow, these are pretty good, but I really have listened to them a hundred times a piece, and so I'm not totally sure if they're really hitting the way that we want them to just because of that loss of perspective that happens when we listen well, to them Well, and it gets difficult when you listen to the things over and over and over again. Yeah, like, yeah. But we were like, we're pretty sure this is right working, and then 
we got that first round of masters back from Rachel and it was just like, oh, oh yeah, everything's great. She just like put she it into that it. space for us. Yeah. 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 It's but cool. I've it's amazing. Like the stuff that mastering can bring out yeah. and everything like, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Huge. Yeah. And I've all, I've worked with other great mastering engineers, but this one really blew me away. So she does great work. She really listens and she spent the time with me on the phone hearing That's cool. you know what what it is we wanted to get out of the master too. So it's great. Cool. All right. Could uh, I say one I, last thing about sure, Music Portland? Yeah, totally. If you're not already um, a member of Music Portland, if any musicians are listening to this, it's it's awesome. It's just twenty five dollars a year, I believe. And um your member and they have so many worked so many ways that they're trying to uplift us and they have like workshops and yeah. stuff like that yeah. and meetings that go yeah. over with speakers and yeah and whatever they've been around for four or five years doing a lot of good work for us so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they just they were just on prp yesterday i think talking about um they just finished a economic survey of the music industry in portland and in oregon oh, also right. i saw something online about that they're doing a lot of good advocacy work just kind of like you know showing the powers that be like here's how much you know economic activity this is actually generating and right you know maybe maybe this is something that's actually a big part of you know the city and not just kind of a right it was something the about the music industry employees like more people than like the logging industry and the and the marijuana industry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's impressive. I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's cool. Yeah, Music Portland is a uh, very cool organization. So if you're a musician out there, definitely, or not even just a musician, but I mean, anyone involved like in any part of the music industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and if you're not a musician, they also put on um, great showcases and things. If, you, if you're mm -hmm. interested in finding cool local bands, they, you know, they also are trying to help people be able to find that too. Sure. So, yeah. That's cool. All right. We're going to hear another track from your new album, Miles Awake. This is a song uh, called Extraordinary Love. What do you want to tell us about it? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this was after a divorce, uh, my divorce, not a divorce. Um, and I was living in the basement, actually, um, funnily enough. Catherine Grimm, I believe is her name. She's a musician in town. Anyway, living in a basement, um, trying to decide where the next part of my journey was going to take me. And I realized it was going to take some serious self-love, that stuff. Everyone is always trying to tell you, you got to love yourself before you love other people, things sure. and that I don't think I'd figured out. And so I was, um, this was, the song was an exercise in that. Cool. All right, here we go. Here is Caitlin Convery with Extraordinary Love. Extraordinary
found you just in time. You're listening to PDX Pop Now Radio here on Portland Radio Project. For more information on PDX Pop Now, check out our website at pdxpopnow.com. All right, so that was Caitlin Convery with Extraordinary Love, and she and her co-producer, Tim, are in the studio with me. So you have the first show of your tour. Kicks off here in Portland Friday with Babers and the Colin Trio Yes. at Alberta Abbey. Yes. And then you're going to Bay City the next night. Next night, yep. Saturday, we got another release show out there. And then we leave for tour the next week on Friday. We'll be in San Francisco and then Santa Cruz and Morrow Bay and then L.A. at the Hotel Cafe on Wednesday. 14th. Cool. Uh, and then Eugene as well. Eugene on the 17th. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Let's talk about the other people who played on this record. Yes. So we had Mark Powers on drums. Um, he recorded in his own studio that he built and engineered the drums on that. Tim Tim wrote the drum parts, actually. Um, I, we definitely, Tim and I worked first to get tempo set up to how we wanted and, and talk about drum parts. But then we sent those to Mark and um, yeah, we did it all remotely on the computer, basically. Tim and I together in one room and Mark in his studio doing it. So okay. it was a very cool. great way to record. He did a fantastic job. That's always the first part you get recorded with the scratch track so that we can record everything else to that. So that's the very beginning of the process. Right. Um, and then Ellie Swope was sound, sound engineer at Destination Universe, and she's just a master at guitar tones, I, I think, of everything that she brought to this project. It's, it's got to be that, right, Tim? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, her energy in studio. Yeah, yeah. We record a lot of stuff, but definitely there's a lot of guitars in this record. So she did, she did a great job with all that. Yeah, she's yeah. so good. She works at Benson Amps. So she's got, she builds amps for a living. So she just has another way of thinking of tones, I think. She's really talented at that. But yeah, those are the two. And then we did, we had other people involved. Um, but those were two, like the core. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of other people. Uh, there's, uh, Nate Priscelli did some trumpet. Adam yes. Sweeney did a little engineering. Patrick Tatro did a little engineering. Um, there's, I don't know. Stephanie Podolik did some background vocals, vocals and keyboards. And keyboard, yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But, but Tim played most of everything. <laughs> I played a lot of bass and guitars and keyboards and kind of stuff. Caitlin okay. did rhythm guitars and vocals and um, harmonica. Oh yeah, oh. that was one of the most fun things on the record. Was there was a solo spot in a song. And I don't remember how we got the idea of the harmonica. Maybe we were listening to Alanis Morissette. I think so. She <laughs> she has those just great in-your-face harmonica solos. And Caitlin was like, I could do that. And, <laughs> and so there's, yeah, on this this song on the record called Look Out Below, there's a great harmonica solo. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, it's super fun. Were you surprised you didn't know that she was a great harmonica player? I wouldn't player? call myself a great harmonica player. <laughs> um, no. But it was a pretty, we did capture pretty... Damn good solo that I day. I mean, you are a much better harmonica player than I am. <laughs> I've never, I would, I would not be able to do that. You're the best harmonica player in this room. No. Oh, in this room. <laughs> that's that's all. Yes, it's like singing. You're just pushing air out into this little thing. It's fun. Um, no, but I just one other thing I'd love to say about this album is mm-hmm. um, this was such a labor of love, and I'm gonna really try to not get emotional, but I just hope. Um, I hope now that it's about to be out there, people are able to make, you know, have their own experience with it and really listen. And um, But for me, make this experience of making this al- record, you know, it was COVID. It was the darkest of the dark days. Um, right. I, I had been through a lot leading up to 
this record. Um, I've lived, I lived outside the country for eight years. I started some businesses here in Portland and was just running myself ragged, working so hard. And then COVID hit. And um, yeah, I was in a, a very low, low, low spot. I felt like my life had taken off in a direction and I wasn't even at the wheel. Um, yeah. And like a lot of people felt during COVID, sure. so many people decided, whoa, wait, what am I doing with my life right now? This isn't the direction I want it to be going in. So um, that song we were just alluding to, Look Out Below, I mean, that, I wrote that, the bridge of that song because I drove, I was actually very sick when the fires broke out in 2020. Mm-hmm. My throat was already closed from being sick, so I couldn't breathe when those fires were so horrible. Right. So I just... To be able to breathe, I just drove east as far as I could to try to find some blue sky. I had to drive 11 hours to get to a spot of blue sky and clean air, 11 hours towards Idaho, and wrote that bridge. I mean, this entire album is about some of the most extreme things that we've all been dealing with in the last few years. And I just want to say, I'm 36, I'm about to be 37, and I hope it's some kind of... If anyone hears this and feels like, you know, they haven't done that thing, that dream of theirs, um, you can do it. You can just dedicate your whole self to it and make something beautiful. And I am, I'm proud. I'm actually proud of myself that I decided to do that. And I'm, I'm so excited to have this out in the world and have people able to enjoy it. That's very cool. All right. Alberta Abbey, this Friday, the 2nd of June, with Babers and the Colin Trio. Have you played with them before? Yes, definitely. And we're good friends. That's the great thing about Portland. I mean, we're all kind of friends. When we play shows together, we're friends. So Lisa and Babers and Colin and the Colin Trio, just fantastic women. Yeah. Happy to call friends. Tim's played in their band. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sure. I've, I've, I've done some collaboration stuff with the Colin yes. Trio. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay, very cool. So yeah. it's going to be a great night. Thanks a lot for being here, guys. Thanks for having and, us. Uh, have a great show on Friday. Thank you. Thank right. you.